Good morning, everyone. Man, it's another beautiful morning to just freely be able to get up and come to church and just freely praise the Lord, um, visit with some of the best people in Arkansas. Um, it's just a blessing in itself to be able to do that. So it's good to see everyone here. I'm glad everyone's here this morning. So four or five weeks ago, maybe longer, right before Christmas, EJ was going to uh, Chiapas. He's going to Mexico on, on a mission trip. And he, he'd asked me, he called me, I was at work, and he said, hey, he said, have you got anything that, uh, that's on your heart that maybe you'd want to speak about Sunday? And I was like, which Sunday? He's like, three days from now? Four days? I was like, no. I said, EJ, I said, I'm not you. I said, I've got to think about what I want to say, what, what the Lord lays on my heart, and um, then, then I've got to search for Scripture and try to put it together because I, I'm not a Bible scholar at all. And, and um, he said, well, he said, just so happens I'm going to do some more mission work February 4th, and I'm going to Belize. Is that enough time for you? And I was like, well, well I'm not going to get out of this one, am I? I said, yes, sir. I said, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll put something together. And, and usually when I do that, I'm on the trip somewhere to Jones Mill, Malvern area to look at rail cars or Memphis, and it gives me time to think, listen to the radio, and, and we were, it was in the 14 days of prayer and fasting after the new year, and, and I was going, I think it was to Malvern, and I was listening to Caleb, and then there was a statement in one of the songs, and it was about truth, and, and it just hit me, and um, I heard the word truth, truthful, are you true? Truth, truthful, are you true? And I was like, God, what, what are you trying to tell me here? And, and, and it was like he just showed me. And, and, and I asked myself, I, am I being true to myself? Jamie, are you being true to your family and your friends? And are you being true to God? And I really just stewed on it and stewed on it and, and was just thinking, my goodness, am I true to myself? And then more so important, Am I true to God? And then I wonder, you know, to be the father and the friend I need to be, am I true to my family and my friends? And the truth is, a lot of times, no. So I titled the message today, Truth. And, um, and the key scripture I'm going to use is one that is posted everywhere that you've heard, that you've seen probably your whole life if, if you've been a Christian, and it's John 8.32. And it says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you first this morning for the blessings in our lives. It's because of you that we're able to get up and we're able to see our children, we're able to speak, walk, have the opportunity to come here, God, because of you. And God, I just ask that you be with EJ, Lord, a man that is just on fire for God, that goes to country, to country, to country for mission work, to do things for you, for your kingdom. God, I just pray that you keep them safe, that you just anoint them with the Spirit, Lord, that, that he can shine and just win souls for your kingdom. God, we just love you once again. We thank you for everything you do. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, <clears throat> I would say that we all, all could agree that truth is, is a valuable part of our life. I mean, we've got to have true answers to everything. Um, if we didn't, then this world would even be more disastrous and more chaotic than it is now. I mean, we have got to have trueness in our lives. We've got to have the right 
answers to mathematical equations and angles and structures and all this because if we didn't, then buildings would fall down. Airplanes would probably crash, killing people. Guns probably wouldn't shoot straight. You have to have the right angle, the ballistics. Everything's got to match. It's got to be a true answer. I mean, you could even say when you flush your toilet at the house, if, if your septic lines didn't have the true answer and your pooty poo couldn't snake its way down to the septic tank and it's going to back up and have a mess. Oh, Lord. <laughs> okay, I could have probably used a better illustration than that. <laughs> but, but the thing is, it's true. In our lives, it's the same way. If we're not living truthful in so many ways, our lives back up and it causes a mess. And we've got to realize that at times. Um, so many times in our lives, we know what we got to do. Like, it's hard to explain, but we know the truth, and we know what we should do, but we choose not to anyways all the time. And we struggle. But if we don't live right, then things are going to get messy. So first, I want to talk about being true to myself. And again, you know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. But I ask myself, where am I at now? Where did I come from? Where do I need to be? And how am I going to get there? You know, a few weeks back, EJ was talking about the different walks of life for different people. And the truth is, some people actually may not really know about God. They may have heard of God, and they may have heard of Jesus, but maybe they haven't really been told the story. Maybe they really don't know the rewards that, that could be, or maybe the devastation that could be. And it's not really their fault. It's just that they haven't been shown or heard yet. And then you've got those people that have heard, and they're on fire right now, and they're chasing after God. They can't get enough. They're praising, they're worshiping, they're reading, and things are going great for them. You've got those people. And then you've got the people that do know, that have been there, but they're turning their back, and they're going the other way. They're choosing to chase after the world instead of after God. And then you've got those people that are kind of up on that plateau. Things aren't just terrible. But things aren't just wonderful, but I'm okay. I'm comfortable. Things are okay. I'm, I'm kind of happy where I'm at. And maybe that's how a lot of us are. You know, I think about those machines that monitor the heartbeats in the hospital. And I can just quickly just kind of see my life, the ups and downs. I can see when I got saved, then high school graduation, getting married, getting back into church, ups, downs, ups, downs. Does that make sense? And if you've been a Christian very long, then you've probably had those ups and downs. And your walk has probably been like that. Uh, and, I, and I just think, again, okay, Jamie, you know, you know where you're at. You know where you come from. How do you get there? And then... EJ the other day was standing up here, and, and he said, he said, I feel like I'm the chief, chief of sinners. And I was thinking to myself, 
my goodness, if this man up here is saying he's the chief of sinners, where does that leave me? Because I know what I've done. And I know things I've said. I know where I've come from. I know the actions that I've done. And, and, and it just made me wonder, you know. It made me reflect on myself so much. But again, we all feel that way. We all feel like we're probably the chief sinners in ways because we do mess up. But we've got to keep going. We've got to live in the truth. So again, I know where I came from. And I've came up since then. And I've went a little higher. And then this has happened and I went back down. But what do I need to do to get there? We need to continually grow. Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, he says. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. That's all of you. That's me. That's those out there. He will strengthen us. He will help us. That's his promise to us. Philippians 4.19 says, And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Jesus Christ. He will supply what? All of our needs. How do I get there? He'll supply all of our needs. He's going to strengthen us. He's going to lift us up with his righteous hand. We have to have a relationship with God. We have to have a relationship with Jesus. Because if we don't, we're never going to get there. We're never going to get there. And you know what? You may have to break some relationships down here to have a better relationship with him up there. And when you get that better relationship up there with him, maybe you're going to be a light for those that you broke the relationship with down here. But you've got to take that step. Because if you continue to go to the same places over and over again, and you, you claim to be a Christian, walking in the truth, but yet you go back to that place, hey, come to church, but then you wind up going back and you're persuaded you got to be careful, because I'm easily persuaded, or was. I'm stronger now. But I was trying to be this man of God, but yet it's easy to grab a beer or two when I'm here with these people. Or, and then once I, once I drink a couple, then them lips start talking a little bit more, and I get a little bit vulgar. It happens. I know it happens, because I've done it a lot of times. But the truth is, we've got to have a relationship with God. We've got to have a relationship with Christ. John 14, 6 says, I am the way, I am the truth, and no one comes to the Father except through me. There's no other way. It don't matter your relationships down here with your brother, your sister, your mama. You've got to have a relationship with Christ, with God. We need to work on building that relationship. And you shall now know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Being true to family and friends. Practice what you preach. This one's pretty tough. Romans 2, 20 through 24 says, An instructor of the foolish, a teacher of children, having in the law embodiment of knowledge and truth, you who teach others, do you not teach yourself? Practice what you preach. While you preach against stealing, do you not steal? 
You who say that you must not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who arbor idols, do you rob temples? You who boast in, in the law, dishonor God by breaking the law. For it is written, the name of God is blaspheming among the Gentiles because of you, because of me. Truth is, we got to practice what we preach. We're all going to fail. We're all going to mess up. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved. A worker who has no need to be ashamed. I can't tell you how many times I've been ashamed. To reflect on this message and think about my shortcomings. Now, don't get me wrong. I see lots of good that God's used me for, too. That's not what I'm saying. It's not, it's not that we're always doing bad. That's, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that we've got to build. We've got to change our ways to win souls. Quit chasing after the world, the worldly things, and chase after God. That's what we've got to do. Again, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved. A worker who has to... No need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. Again, this is a gut punch because there are so many times in our lives, in my life, that I haven't been a true Christian parent, that I haven't been a true Christian friend, brother, a true Christian husband. There's lots of times that I haven't, and I am ashamed. I'm not going to lie, you know, I struggle a lot going ahead and doing things that I know I shouldn't. And it's a different story for all of us. But the struggles are real. And, you know, EJ had said that when he was called to preach, you know, he, he took this oath of God. And, and he promised, you know, and then he said that he would be more accountable. The Word tells us that. Because he's up here telling you how to live life by God's Word but yet we live differently. And, and if, if you're telling this and not living this, then you're not doing right. And it's a struggle. And, you know, e even me, I, I'm not. I never took the oath. I haven't been ordained. Um, I've wanted to, but I know I'm not good enough yet. I just feel that in my heart. And, but I'm still going to be held accountable because I'm up here trying to win souls for Christ. So I need to do the best I can to show you the true meaning of God. The way God really wants you to live and talk and act. But it's difficult. It's difficult at times for me and probably some of you too. I just tell myself, Jamie, get up this morning, put on your big boy pants and be a true Christian. Start at the house with your wife. Tell her you love her. Be a man of God. Be a good dad. Tell your kids you love them. How many times do I just walk out the door with a bad attitude? But since starting this year off, prayer, fasting, reading the Word, it has gotten better. And God will lift us up time and time and time again. You know, <clears throat> my biggest fault in life probably is sitting on the line of inappropriateness. And that's just me. You know, sometimes I take it just a little too far. Sometimes it works out great, and I don't. And, well, like <laughs> the story, uh, we went to Branson here a while back, and, and Troy and Cielo had never, 
never been to Branson, so they went with us up there, and we'd got checked into the hotel, and, and we was there at the elevator. I don't know if we was going to a show, come back from a show or what, but we all met at the elevator there, and we got in this elevator, and Cielo got in first, and there was this man in there by himself, probably mid-50s, standing by the buttons, and then I stood by Cielo, and then his Amber, and then Troy got in last, and the elevator closed, and boy, my wheels were spinning. <laughs> and I looked at Cielo, and I looked over at Amber, and Amber's like, she knew something was fixing to happen. And I said, Cielo! I said, look, I said, you're a married woman. I said, you need to keep your hands to yourself. And, and the guy sitting there looking at the buttons, he looked at her, grinned, he looked at me. He said, dang it, man, come on. And Cielo handled it well. She looked at him and said, oh, you're really disappointed, are you? <laughs> the elevator door opened. The man got out. When that elevator door closed, she turned red. And I don't know if she was blushing or she was mad. And she looked at me. She said, Jamie, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> And I, but it was good. We laughed. Troy was over there laughing. You know, don't get me wrong. I love Cielo. I love her with all my heart. And I wouldn't want people doing her like that. Probably It'd probably make me mad. It's okay if I do it. But anyways, it was good. That was a good time. But other times, say for instance, like someone sends me a text or a video, it may be just a little too rank for the pastor. So I'll, I might leave EJ out of this text, but I'll go ahead and send it to Jeff or Kevin or Josh or, or someone like that. That is wrong. Because if it's not good enough for EJ, then it's not good enough for God. And if it's not good enough for God, then it's not good enough for my friends that I love, that I'm trying to be an example for. Because we build off each other. We hold each other accountable. Or have you ever watched, been watching TV at the house, a movie or a show, and, and somebody drives up and... Turn, turn the channel. Turn that off. I can tell by the faces that I'm not the only one. But you do that because you respect that person that's coming in, and you don't want them to listen to that. You don't want them to hear and see. But what about God? It's okay to let them do it, but the, our Creator? Do we not respect Him enough to turn it off or not watch it? You know, you think about... Um, I just use um, Yellowstone. Yellowstone is an example. Oh, this movie is so exciting. It's great. It's wonderful. It keeps you on the edge of your seats. You've got Rip and, and Beth and Casey. Oh, it, it's, it's wonderful. It's a great series. The world tells you it's wonderful. God tells you it's terrible. Because, and I'm just using it as an example. It's sex. It's nudity. It's violence. It's lying. It's murdering. It's killing. And it's scene after scene after scene after scene. It's everything that's against God. Do you watch it or do you turn it off? I'm going to say this. I'd be a liar if I didn't say that I've been at home by myself, kids not there, and some of these things come on TV. Do I stop and watch it for a few seconds, for a few minutes, or do I turn it off? Practice what you preach. If it's not good enough for your kids, your friends, your family, then it's not good enough for you. That's the truth. 
Again, 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed. Rightly handling the word of truth. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Being true to God. You see, the truth is, you may hide lots of things. There may be things that you hide from your family, from your wife, from your kids. But there is no hiding anything from God. He knows everything. Hebrews 4.13 says, And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him whom he must give account. All things. Psalm 139.2-4 says, You know my sitting down, and you know my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all of my ways. All of my ways. When I'm by myself on the back pasture, no one's around, God's still there. In your deepest, darkest places, whatever you're doing, God's still there. For there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it all together. Ben, you guys can come back up if you want. You see, there is nothing that God doesn't know about us. Nothing. He knows our desires, our thoughts, our actions before they even happen. You have to be true to God. We have to be true to God. You know, we all have the power to live in the truth. Every one of us. It doesn't matter how old we are. Well, I mean, you probably need to be able to read. But we all have the power to live in the truth. We have the power to be true to ourselves. We have the power to be true to our family and our friends. And we have the power to be true to God. But are we being true? But how do we do that? How? Proverbs 23, 12 says, Apply your heart to instruction and your ears to words of knowledge. Apply your heart to instruction and your ears to the words of knowledge. You've got to read. You've got to pray. And you've got to live the word out. It's his instruction. It's all right here. Don't listen to the world. Because it's going to tear you down. I want to read you something that I came across in a devotional. And it's two things. One of them is from the enemy. And it's from the world. And it says, If we chase created things like wealth, status, sex, then our lives will be more full. And then we will have more peace, joy, security, freedom, fulfillment, and significance. A dirty lie. But the second comes from God. He says, if we chase Him, our Creator, 
if we listen to him, if we surrender to him, if we love and serve him, our lives will be full. And then we can have more peace. Then we can have more joy. Then we can have more security. Then we can have more freedom. Then we can have more fulfillment. And then we can have more significance. And you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Here in a second, the band, as they play a little bit, I want you to reflect. How true have you been to yourself? You know the do's and don'ts that you do every day more than anybody. But how true are you being to your children, your sisters, your parents? Is it okay to do this? Is it okay to do that? One thing that always gets me is that, you know, when I try to get on to, not get on, but try to instruct maybe my kids or something they shouldn't do or do this or do that, the people that I was raised with, the people that seen me mess up time and time again will say, it's okay, look how you turned out. They'll be fine, look how you turned out. My story may not be their story though. That's not how life works. I made it up that road drunk to my house a couple times. And I am thankful that my mom and dad and grandpa didn't have to look down at me laying in a casket. I don't want my kids to take those chances. And I don't want my family to take those chances. You see, the truth is, we have a loving God. And He's full of grace. And He's full of passion. And He's full of mercy. But that same God is going to wreak judgment on us one day too. It's just like going down the interstate, this certain section of road, and, and you, the state trooper pulls you over and you get a warning time, 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 time again. But sooner or later, you're going to get a ticket. And then you're going to have to pay this healthy fine. Why? Because you deserve it. You're suffering your consequences. Because you keep messing up time and time without changing. God gives us the opportunity to change. And He does forgive us again. And He does show us mercy. But sooner or later, He's going to drop the hammer on us too. Where do we need to change as parents? Does that mean we're going to live a, a sin-free life? No, it, it doesn't. But it does give us opportunities and things to build off of. How do we get there? Instruction. The Word. Get into God. Don't just come here on Sunday like EJ says and forget about Him the rest of the week. Praise Him when you're in the past, you're on the tractor like EJ says, or at work. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. We hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If this has impacted you and you would like to help us to continue to reach others, please text GIVE to the number in the description. For more information about us and our ministry, go to theremodelchurch.com.